Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council, and welcome to episode 208 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. Yes, indeed, this does indeed get uploaded as a podcast over on Anchor, and then it is distributed out to Spotify, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Google Play, all of that stuff. And thank you again for everyone that watches and listens to this podcast. It really is fantastic, and it is a lot of fun for me. Tonight, we'll be talking a little bit about The Mandalorian. I have a lot of thoughts still about The Mandalorian. We talked a little bit about that yesterday on the Chosen of Valhalla livestream with Laura Ryan Stoll, my fan fiction story, slash Waiting for Nerdrotic. She is in the chat right now, and it was a lot of fun yesterday. I had her on. Also had, of course, the Empress of the Universe, Tina Enns, ZK Man. All three are my chosen, and we had a ton of fun. That live stream is still up, and it is now available as a podcast as well. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and say hello to some people in the chat, and we'll have some basic box office conversations as well, as I just found out that apparently I must have hit my, uh, I had my keys in my pocket, and I must have set off my alarm, and so I need to let my wife know that is the reason why. Uh, let's see, keys in my pocket. Sorry. Okay, there we go. At least got that figured out. Let's go ahead and say hello to some people. We got JKDBuck76. What's going on, good sir? Says, being it on. And I think he meant bring it on. Well, I'm glad to see you here still. Lord Toth says, hey, everyone. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Absolutely Merry Christmas to everyone and a Happy New Year. Uh, This is definitely going to be the last uh, show before Christmas, which is going to be this Friday, of course, and I don't know for sure if we're going to have a stream before the new year. I think we might. The 29th should be the last stream before the new year, so yeah, we'll actually have that happen, and what's interesting is that Friday this year is not only the day of Christmas, it's also the day of New Year's Day, which I find quite interesting. Uh, It is also a holy day of obligation, though I'm sure since it's on a Friday, the bishops of the United States are going to say, oh, you can move it. Because they kind of make things even easier than it already is. Especially since most parishes and most dioceses around our country right now still do not have a mandate to go to Mass, which is a whole other story. Pat S., what's going on, good sir? He's a member on the channel. Says, hey, y'all, got the email set up. Awesome, Pat S. So, yes, Pat S. indeed has set up a uh, members only. (laughs) Makes it sound dirty. Uh, A members only, uh, basically a poll. And what he's going to do, he had this idea yesterday on the Chosen stream. And what he's going to do is uh, the Valks should be hopefully sharing the link at some point. And what's going to happen is it's just going to collect recommendations for classic movies that I've never seen. And then for 2021, it's going to be a list of, I think, uh, 20 or or 10 or something like that. And then I have to, y'all are going to give me the list. Y'all are going to vote, present me the list. And then I'm going to choose, I think, five or 10. And then I have to watch those films at some point in 2021 and review them. I thought that was a pretty cool idea and a way for the members to get uh, some more power and control over the type of reviews I do on the channel, at least for just a little bit. Uh, and he says here, any member who wishes can submit as many as five movie titles to odinlist at gmx.com. Okay, so he did. He actually sent up an email for it. So odinlist at gmx.com. In one week or next live chat after December 30th, we will submit the list of 25 movies for Odin to his top 10. Uh, yes, so it looks like there's actually a lot more members, I think, Pat, Pat S. So um, I think that it's going to be probably a crap ton of films. So I would say whatever films get the most votes, um, would seem to be the ones that probably should get the <laughs> should probably should be the ones that uh, 
that get chosen and put on the list. By the way, speaking of lists, and there's no correlation here, but Dragon Ball Chick, what's going on, Krista? Krista, that is from her new channel. If you've not checked out Krista's new channel, Dragon Ball Chick, I highly recommend it, especially if you are a Dragon Ball fan. Uh, from Canada, she's just donated $5.50 Canadian. I say $5, $5.50 Canadian pesos, as the great Nerdrotic says. And she says, Odin, prayer hands. Krista, hope you are feeling just a little bit better. Talked to Jeremy earlier. And I know that you weren't feeling up for the stream tonight. There is a, uh, there is a, uh, was it Among Us stream going on tonight with the Geeks and Gamers Premium crew. So that should be a lot of fun. Sadly, I'm doing the stream, but I'm so happy because I love being with my Asgardian family. But Dragon Ball Chick Krista, Thank you very much for that super chat. You don't have to do that. Come on, girl. Wee. Beep. That was for you. Okay. <laughs> uh, Pat S. goes on and says, I will take submissions. Uh, look for any titles that one or member, one or more members have submitted. The list will be emailed back to all those who participated. Note your number one you send should be the mo one movie you want. Okay, so it sounds like make a list of five at most with your favorite at the top spot and then at the end of it, 25 movies will be collected, and it's going to be ones specifically that are, uh, I guess, the most voted for, or I guess Pat S. might have some discretion. I don't know. Again, I'm not running it. I just want to make that clear. I'm not running it. But I did think it was a pretty good idea, and I said that Pat S. could go ahead for it. And then Pat S. says, also, sorry, forgot to add, we will vote on the list before it's sent to Odin. There we go. So there will be a vote beforehand. Uh, glad to get that cleared up, and I'm sure he's clearing it up in the chat right now as well. Uh, the Kingslayer at 653, hail to you, good sir, says, thoughts on the masterpiece that is Revenge of the Sith. Um, <laughs> I do like Revenge of the Sith. I really do. I wouldn't call it a masterpiece because it is still one of the prequels and there's a special place in my heart for the prequels, but I'm not one of those persons that's a defender of them as good films. The dialogue in the movies are terrible. A lot of the visual effects do not hold up uh, after all of these years. And some people say, oh, it's early on in effects. Yeah, talk to me about Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is early in visual effects and those effects still hold up to this very day. So it's, I feel like something that is one of those things where it's better than anything that's happening from Disney, uh, as far as the movies are concerned, that is for sure. And Revenge of the Sith is the most competent of all the films, but also in that movie, you literally have Annie, you're breaking my heart. I, I mean, there's not much else I can say. Uh, Tina has a message for everyone. Please make sure that you type Odin question, all one word, Odin question. If you want a comment or question read out loud this evening, please do not spam the chat. I do fall about 20 minutes behind. You can see that the scrolly bar down here tells you exactly how to contact me with Odin question. And also to remind you, I fall 20 minutes behind. So please don't say, why isn't he answering my question? It's either because you haven't tagged me or because I'm 20 minutes behind. And yes, please do not spam. And Stephanie B will be here in a little bit. Golden Ration, what's going on? Good sir. He says, good evening, Odin. Good evening, all. Good evening to you, good sir. I very much appreciate it. ZK man, what's going on, man? He says, what up, all? How's everyone doing today? I'm doing just fine. Uh, as always, before the stream, you know, especially since we started the new schedule, been bathing baby Thor beforehand, and he loves it. He kicks around in it. It's, it's awesome. And uh, he's being fed right now. So he is a happy, happy camper. Spending time with his mama. All right, let us see. Who else is in the chat? We got JRoar123, GMonkey76, Joseph Ippolito. What's going on? As I mentioned, Laura waiting for Nerdrotic, who is a mod on the channel as well. Welcome, welcome. I was going to say a modrotic, and I'm like, but you're not really a modrotic. 
but you are a mod. JKDBuck76 is a member. Y'all look up Shatner Claus. That's Bill Shatner's Christmas album. It's everything you'd expect in a Christmas Shatner album. Well, that just sounds wonderful. <laughs> I will say my favorite piece of music, album, etc., that's ever been announced or that, I, that I'm aware of. I'm not a big music person, but one of the coolest things ever, and I, I can't wait to at one point get my hands on it, it is a album that was done by the late and the great Christopher Lee. And it's a Christmas metal album that he did, I want to say, at the very least, when he was still in his late 80s, even maybe early 90s. I think he did it actually the year or so before he died. So it was it was probably in his 90s, to be honest. So it is spectacular. Uh, I would say it's definitely going to be better than anything William, Sat- William Shatner could do. Uh, Brian Barth, see you in the chat. Animation commentator, what's going on? He tagged me and says, howdy, Odin. How's it going, animation commentator? Glad to see glad, 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 glad to see you back in the chat. The new number two, what's going on, good sir? He's a member, says, hello, YouTube. By the way, YouTube sucks. It really, really sucks. You're right. Absolutely right. A POC, preserver of culture, what's going on? Nathan Slay in the chat says, howdy, Odin. What's going on? Hail to you, good sir. Hungry Ewok in the chat. Ewoks are hungry, indeed. Please, don't eat me. Tippy Tail McKitty, what's going on? Tippy Tail McKitty, glad to see you back in the chat. Slicer Neon's in the chat as well. How is it going? Uh, Laura had a comment before the chat jumped on me like it always does. Just like it always does. And let's go ahead and make sure that I get that comment indeed. Oh, we got a lot of people. Please be sure to smash that like button. We got 52 people watching. Thank y'all for being here. Thank y'all for choosing to be here this evening. And smash that like button. Uh, Laura says, thanks for the stream yesterday. So fun. Well, thank you for being there. It was tons of fun. I, I very much enjoyed all of our conversations. I liked how each one of us were able to have these different conversations about different things that, we, that we're passionate about and that we love. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Ended up being about a three-hour-plus stream, and so it, it was a blast. Um, let's see. Laura says, dang, wife got called to work again. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm. Uh, thoughts and prayers with you. I know that it's a crazy situation, crazy stuff going on uh, with that, so um, that's all I'll say. Nathan Slay, uh, let's see. Tag says, woker woman, 1984 flopped. Shocker. Could it be because people are tired of politics being forced in the movies? There's a lot of reasons, Nathan Slay. I mean, let's be honest. The the pandemic's going to play a role in it. There's no, no, there's no way around that. But I think that what's interesting is that the media and the studios are going to have that as like a ready excuse. If their films fail ever from this point forward, it'll be because of COVID. It'll be because of lockdowns. It'll be because of a wide variety of things. Eventually, it's going to be, well, you know, because of COVID, it trained people to want to stay home. And then they'll forget the fact that they're one of the ones that actually helped people train to stay at home by releasing all their films on HBO Max at the same time. By the way... That film comes out in three days. I do plan to watch it. I do plan to review it for the channel since I do have HBO Max. And I will be able to give you, hopefully, a pretty good idea. I've heard a lot of people say it's not woke. It is woke. It's not woke. And for me, it's like I trust the people telling me that it's not woke. Uh, They seem to be people that would be more sensitive to it if it was. But then again, when the liberal elite media, especially those shills over Collider basically call it out for not going far enough, which I guess is a good thing, but still say that it has this anti-Trumpism stuff in it. It's like, okay, is that just them projecting? It very well could be. 
or is there something else to it that they're seeing and others might not see? So um, I definitely will be picking up on it, though. I definitely will uh, try and give a fair review to it as I try to do. Again, I always try to make my biases clear, but I also try and especially for films like that where there's a lot of negative press around it before its release, I do try to go in with an open mind. I honestly do. Um, all right, Mr. Roy, what's going on, Mr. Roy? He's over on YouTube. Uh, sorry you could not join us yesterday. I hope work is going okay. Hamilton Berger, what's going on in the chat? Tagged and says, if you were the boss of The Mandalorian, what would season three be about? It would actually be about The Mandalorian. <laughs> I would actually have it be where Pedro Pascal was the lead, was not just the supporting character in his own show. I would probably write it, I would probably write it in the script that because of what he did in season two, he no longer has to wear the helmet um, as much as he does. And I I think that I would do that mostly just because I I feel like we need to see more of him. I think we need to see more of Pedro Pascal. And I think audiences that are still critical of him and are still skeptical of his ability need to see more of his face too, because he really is a talented actor. I think that he's an asshat in real life. And don't get me wrong, he's a complete ass in real life, especially on social media. But he is a talented actor. Again, as I've mentioned this all the time, If you go back to when Game of Thrones was good, he played the Viper, and he did a very good job of playing that role. And I remember that during that last fight sequence that his character had in the show, I was very riveted by it, and I was like, oh, man, I want this guy to win the battle. And, I mean, obviously, spoilers, but I I really honestly can't recommend... I cannot recommend Game of Thrones anymore because Season 8 happened. Uh, And obviously, it was kind of leading up to Season 8. Things were starting to go downhill. I, I think, wasn't as sensitive to it. I guess it's because also I I don't read the books and hadn't read the books, so I think people like Gary and others who have read the books were more sensitive to it, and so they picked up on things that others may not have picked up on as quickly, and I was still enjoying the ride. But then Season 8 happened, and it just kind of went off hill, and then that last episode is just objectively terrible. Like, objectively, it is awful, to the point where even my wife, who did not see the issues going on in the previous episode, I I had picked up on things starting that season. I was like, oh, this is not as good. There's something not quite right here. And I I was picking that up on every episode. My wife was still very much enjoying it. But even she, during that last episode, was laughing. Laughing. And if you know anything about what happens, it's not supposed to be funny. Uh, I think that kind of speaks to how how poorly designed it really was. Um, But that all being said... Pedro Pascal is a very talented actor, and so if I were the one to have control of it, I would absolutely have him be the focus of the show, have his helmet off more often so that he could actually you know, show his performance, and I would also, to be honest, I would probably try and bring more consistency in the show to say, okay... Every episode needs to be within this certain time frame. You can't just have a 10-minute window where it's either 10 minutes shorter or 10 minutes longer. Like, it's either going to be 50 minutes or 25. It's like, that's ridiculous. That's insane. So, more consistency there. Uh, talk to John Favreau and say, hey, John Favreau, you need to have more consistent episodes. We can't just have these random adventures that sometimes don't even tie in with what the main uh, series is about. You know, I think that's just what it comes down to. Good question, though. Hopefully that answered it. Blake St. Clair in the chat. What's going on? Golden Ration Tad and says, Toronto will continue its lockdown for another month, so no Christmas or New Year's masses. I'm very sorry to hear that, Golden Ration. And and really, to be honest, I'm more mad at the bishops in, in, in Toronto because the government, I don't know the Canadian Constitution, so that might actually be within the realm of their authority. It's not here in the United States. Uh, the lockdowns are very unconstitutional here. It violates our, our federal law. But I don't know what it is in Toronto. But what I can say is that the bishops 
answer to a higher law. They answer to the law of God. A unjust law is no law at all, as the great St. Augustine once said. And so the fact that the bishops are bowing down to the government and not being the heroes we need right now saying, no, we will continue to have masses and you can hit us with fines. You can arrest us. We are going to be the shepherds that our flock needs or even better, create an underground church. Remember, that's what used to have to be done. When, when masses were shut down, when masses were forced to close, when churches were forced to, forced to close, the masses didn't stop. And the excuse now is, well, we're doing the live streams now. It's not the same thing. You know it's not the same thing, bishops. And y'all need to step up. Y'all need to be the shepherds that God called you to be, rather than the wolves in sheep's clothing that many are pretending to be. Rather, more so uh, the wolves in sheep's clothing that they are actually being, instead of the shepherds that they are pretending to be, is what I meant to say. I'm very sorry to hear that golden ration. That's ridiculous. Waiting for Nerdrotic, Laura says, define classic movie. I think that anything prior to the 90s, 90s and earlier, I, I suppose would be it. Maybe early 2000s, I, I guess would probably be it. <laughs> As I said, I think that that's definitely something that uh, Pat S. is going to have more control over. Uh, POZ Preserver of Culture says, Do you game at all? Ghost of Tsushima has a cool Kurosawa mode. Mad Max and Ghostbusters OG have good games in the last few years. Just curious and watch Vampire Hunter D1 and 2. I, I don't know Vampire Hunter D1 and 2. Uh, that I, I don't know what that is. I, is that an anime? Is that a manga? I don't know. I'm assuming that's the direction you're going with that one. I, I'm not much of a gamer. I do game on occasion. I do like some Mario Karts. Uh, Among Us I've played before as well. I do have a PS4, uh, and I do have games like uh, Star Wars. Um, I, I do have... Uh, I actually do have the first Last of Us. I never played it, and almost I, I kind of don't want to. I got a bundle, and I got it for free. And I, I hear the first the first game's great. I mean, I've actually seen gameplay from it, and it's fantastic. So I have that game. I have Spider-Man. Spider-Man I actually played all the way through, and it was tons of fun. I haven't done all the side quests, but it was so much fun. Um, that was probably my, my favorite game that I've played recently. I also have a Switch, and I love games like um, uh, like uh, the recent Zelda game. Um, Breath of the Wild was so much fun, so great. Also, I played that game to completion too. A lot of fun. And I watched all of the gameplay, or most of it, uh, for Ghost of Tsushima. I actually watched, I watched PewDiePie's uh, gameplay of Ghost of Tsushima, and it looks like a great game. I love the story to it. I love the art direction, and just, it, it pisses me off. Obviously, I don't take the gaming awards seriously, but the fact of Go that Ghost of Tsushima got shut out, essentially, by The Last of Us Part 2, I've seen both gameplays, and dear lord, it's night and day. Ghost of Tsushima is easily better. All right, Alex McCarthy, what's going on? Alex McCarthy's a member, says, howdy, Odin. How's it going? How's the Thor and any pizza today? No pizza today. Uh, did cook up some burgers with some sweet potatoes. Uh, it was delicious. Uh, had had cooked up the burgers on the grill. Put the ovens in the uh, put the potatoes in the oven. It was great. Cut them up into little cubes. It was oh so delicious. But uh, no pizza. But Thor is doing quite well. Uh, he should be going to bed pretty soon. Uh, let's see, Andrew Hoyle, how's it going? Good sir, he's a member, says, hey, hey, just popping by to say howdy. Andrew Hoyle, I know that it's later for you since you're in the UK. Uh, sorry to hear about all those crazy lockdowns going on over there, and I'm sorry that you could not join us. He is actually one of the chosen of Valhalla, and he could not join us yesterday. I hope everything is going fine on your end, good sir. I, I know I don't know too much of the details, uh, but I, I'm praying for you, and please, I hope everything's okay. 
Let's see. Uh, Evan S., what's going on, good sir? He tagged me at 703. I just sent you a package today. You should have it by the Feast of the Epiphany. Well, I like that you were very specific about the Feast of the Epiphany. Uh, my Catholic mind and ears go, yay! I, I can track down that feast day. Uh, so thank you uh, very much, good sir. I, I appreciate it very much. And uh, I'll probably be trying to go to the post office. I don't know if I'm going to go any other day this week. Um, it might not be until Saturday if they're open. Um, I mean, that would be the day after Christmas, so I doubt it, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but if not by then, then definitely in the next week. Let's see. Bryant Barthagen says, You should see films from Sergei Parajanov. They're all on YouTube. I, I don't know of that guy. I want to. I think you may have mentioned him the other day. Uh, I, I have very little time in general, so I, I probably would want to watch... Films on Blu-ray more so than in, than on YouTube. Just going to be honest. Alrighty, let's see. Who else is here? Laura says, how did I not know Krista was from Canada? Yeah, seriously. I thought, I thought it was obvious. You couldn't tell from her beeps. It's a very Canadian thing to do. Nathan Slate tagged at 705. Wait, what is this about some kind of top 10 list? Uh, it's for members. Uh, the members on the stream get to do it. Uh, so only members, only YouTube members get to do it. So don't even worry about Nathan Sly. Um, all right, let's see. Forbidden Ruin, how's it going? Glad to see you in the chat as well. Heimdall is indeed here, and he is rocking it. Um, all right, let's see. We do have a super chat. CM Shazam, what's going on? Thank you very much for that super chat, good sir. Says, you have to get the Mighty Thor 1964 for the little guy. It's awesome early art Jack Kirby style. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, he's he's still got some years before he can understand exactly what's going on in the comics. I did get him a great birthday gift, and I'm going to try and show it on the channel. Not birthday gift, Christmas gift. Uh, and I'm going to try and show it on the channel after Christmas Day, because it's for him. He's not going to remember it, but it's pretty cool, and it is Thor-related. And if you know anything about previous streams, about questions I've been asked specifically about, does baby Thor have X? I'm sure most of y'all could probably figure out what it is. It was something really cute on Etsy, and uh, it's pretty badass. So, very, very happy. All right, Pat S., who again is a member, says, it's like Lent in New Orleans. The Archbishop says we can eat alligator, and if St. Patrick's Day falls on Friday, we can eat corned beef and cabbage, or just eat some of the most delicious seafood anywhere. Uh, you mean it's like Lent in, Lent in New Orleans? Do you just mean like right now it's like Lent in New Orleans? Um, because I want to say in the in the United States, we don't have the same restrictions uh, on Fridays throughout the year like, like it used to be. Um, and most people, I think, kind of get that wrong. They think we don't have to do anything on Friday. What, what's actually in canon law is that we have to or rather we have the option to do something else to do another act of mercy act of charity etc to make up for abstaining from meat on Fridays which we're still called to do if we can but if we can't it, it's not it's not required like it was in previous uh, states of canon law so is that what you meant by that because I do obviously I know what Lent is like in New Orleans because yeah alligator was indeed allowed by the bishop and again I think that's a prudential judgment that makes sense to me uh, especially since alligators it's like again it, it makes sense that you could you could argue really either way that it's either meat or it's not since it's a water-based animal and then yeah also St. Patrick's Day as well when that falls within Lent uh, usually the dispensation is given there that one I I am less inclined to but how the difference, the big thing there is that it used to be in the church where 
you would have these feast days, and literally that's why they were called feast days, because it was meant to be a celebration. It was meant to be almost as if it was a mini Sunday on these different feast days. And obviously different feast days had different levels of importance as well. That's why I love the traditional Latin mass and I love my traditional Latin missal because it actually breaks down the different feast days into different classes. And you realize, oh, this was a very important feast day. This was not a very important feast day. Let's see, Nathan Slay at 706 says, Are you a fan of the movie Enemy? Would you recommend it to people who are willing to watch a movie that doesn't make sense the first time? I want to say I've answered that question before, Nathan. You asked a lot of uh, Denis Villeneuve films uh, questions, and I, I want to say I've answered that before. I enjoy Enemy. However, it's not for everyone. Uh, not everyone is going to like it. So, uh, new number two says, Dragon Ball Chick. Oh, my chick is such a misogynistic word. Yeah, I know. Shame, shame on you. Shame, shame on you, Krista, for using the word chick. How dare you? How dare you? Let's see, James Dasha, what's going on? Good sir, thank you for the super chat. Says, hey Odin, hope you have a Merry Christmas, take care. Well, James, thank you very much, man. I, I really do appreciate it. I hope you also have a very, very Merry Christmas as well. And anyone who might be of the Jewish heritage that watches these streams, I hope you had a fantastic Hanukkah. All right. Alex McCarthy tagged me and says, Hercules in New York is a masterpiece. Hercules the musical? There's a musical version of Hercules. How would you even know this, seeing that Broadway is essentially closed? I'm very, very confused by that question. I very much need context. Wait for Nerdrotic Laura says, I've said it a million times, but I'll say it again. The Revenge of the Sith book is amazing. I know, I know. I started it, and I was really enjoying it, and I loved all the extra stuff that got added in, but then I got caught up in political podcast, and I did actually start back up. I, I'm the current. I'm currently in the process of listening to an audiobook by Claudia Gray, Master and Apprentice. Fantastic book. And it delves into the history of Qui-Gon Jinn and specifically the relationship between Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan and their relationship when he was a Padawan under Qui-Gon Jinn. But it also has flashbacks to when Qui-Gon was an apprentice under Count Dooku. And it's really cool. It's a very, it's a very well-written book that I'm thoroughly enjoying. So I, I definitely... And thank you again for sending me that edition of The Revenge of the Sith on on audiobook. I definitely plan to uh, listen to it. I, I promise. Uh, Lord Toth, what's going on? He's a member, says, good evening indeed. Promise not to spam. Thank you, Lord Toth. You never do. You never do. I wouldn't expect it from you. Um, let us see. <laughs> Devlin Avocado. What's going on, Devlin Avocado? Uh, Lord Toth says, Lord Toth is a Madronic. Damn right. Brian Barth says, Man, how cinema has fallen back then. You had Kubrick, Tar uh, Tarkovsky, Fellini, Coppola, Kurosawa, Bergman, etc. Most directors these days are crap. I would actually, see, here's the thing. I would disagree. I really would, because if, if you talk about nowadays, you have to then take into account Christopher Nolan, Tarantino, uh, Martin Scorsese, Denis Villeneuve, and I'm sure there's others that uh, I'm not even thinking of right now. I guess uh, you could, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, you could throw into that mix too. I mean, because Coppola is still technically around. But the first four especially are more modern-day filmmakers and have made films more recently. I would say that those four are definitely up there. I mean, Tarantino has some of the best films ever made. Uh, Scorsese is a legend. Um, you also have, uh, I see that you didn't mention Spielberg, right? Spielberg's still making movies. They're not as good as his previous work, but still, he has made some iconic films too. And as I mentioned, Denis Villeneuve, in my opinion, is the best director currently working in Hollywood. Uh, all of his films are just fantastic in different ways. So I would strongly disagree with you there, Bryant. 
Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Laura says, Return of the Jedi isn't my favorite, but I've seen it the most times. That's interesting, yeah. I, I think I've seen... I want to say I've seen the original trilogy more, but I think that's wrong because I saw the prequels when I was a kid, and that was before I had seen the original trilogy because when you're younger, you don't know anything about continuity and, you know, canon and all that kind of stuff. So I probably have seen it more, the prequels more, uh, if I could go back in time. If I could turn back home. Uh, Hamilton Berger tagged and says, do you interact with other movie review channels or hosts, excluding the Friday Night Tights gang and Phantom Menace? Do you get along with them? Good question. Actually, I have a podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger. Uh, if you've never seen the Flick Pick or John Flickinger, he has two different channels. He is awesome. He was one of my inspirations. Uh, so people like him and Jeremy Johns and Chris Stuckman, they were my, my inspirations when it came to talking about movies. And I, I've mentioned this before, like, they were the ones that, that really pushed me to want to do YouTube uh, talking about movies and, and pop culture and that kind of stuff. But it was Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers that gave me the confidence to actually speak out, to say, oh, I can just speak, I, I don't have to write a script, I don't have to be as polished as these other YouTubers are to have fun and to and to have an audience in that capacity. And so he was the one that kind of pushed me over the edge. But John the Flick Pick was one of the guys that, that really pushed me. In fact, it's funny because he, I watch his videos all the time so much that when my wife and I got married, she made and designed a groom's cake. And on it were my favorite wrestlers because I was huge in the wrestling at the time after having been in it for many, many years. And also my favorite YouTubers as well. And so I always I always joke around and mention it whenever I can with John saying, hey, by the way, dude, you you were on my wedding cake. Um, and actually, that's how our conversation started was I had mentioned that to him. And then when I followed him on Patreon, I asked him, hey, could I do possibly an interview with you? And he said he, he, said he was open to it. He had checked out my channel and said, yeah, you seem like a cool guy. And uh, after that, we, you know, we're in contact still, and he needed someone to take over uh, as far as a co-host goes on his podcast, and so I started doing that, and then I, of course, made him and invited him to be on my podcast too, and so we get along just fine, man. Yeah, we, we, text, each, we text each other every couple of days or so. Uh, it really depends on what's going on in life, uh, but he's awesome. He is a good, good dude with giant muscles. Can't ever forget. Uh, crazy Cat Guy. Wow, dude. Thank you very much, dude. Thank you for the $20 super chat. That's very generous. Thank you. He says, first time in a long time that I've caught one of your streams live. So here's some cheddar to make up for the lost time. LOL. Hope you and yours are doing well. Merry Christmas. Well, Crazy Cat Guy, Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you very much for your generosity. It really does mean a lot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, DLive fam, also I have not forgotten about y'all. I will be heading over there in just a second. Um, once this chat jumps on me, Rob D says, Hey, Odin, wrapping Christmas presents while listening to the stream. Ooh, very, very nice. Hopefully you got everyone, everything they ever wanted and that you actually get to spend that time with, uh, with family and friends this year. Cause I know a lot of people are kind of going to be essentially forced to not, which is not cool. All right. The chat, uh, the chat has indeed jumped on me. Like it always does. We do have 72 people watching on YouTube. Please be sure to smash that like button. Let me say hello to my D D D D La fam. What is going on? D La fam. Let's see who is here. We got captain Dean Heiss. How's it going? Good, sir. Phone Nemo in the chat. Philly the Hobbit. How's it going? Captain Dean Heiss also says, so no Saturday stream this week. Most likely not. I do have my other set, my actual uh, biological family coming in this weekend. Uh, this past weekend, it was my wife's family. And so now it's my family coming in. Uh, and so they come in on Saturday. So uh, I will say right now, 
for anyone listening, do not plan on there being a Saturday stream. Uh, let's see. Daniel Thorne in the chat. What's going on? Adam Franken Clan. How's it going? Glad to see you here. Adam says, I'm going through old streams Brandon Moist and I had done and got to the ones you were also on. I miss them so much. Uh, the Frizzies are Frank and Lizzie pups are doing good. Glad to hear the pups are doing fine. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Brandon Moist was a YouTuber. He's part of the Phantom Menace community. Uh, he passed away, I want to say, a couple weeks ago. And uh, I don't really know much else more than that. Uh, but obviously, keep him and your uh, keep him and his family's uh, family in, in your thoughts and prayers. Let's see, Philly De Hobbit says, "Hey, Odin, the early reviews of Pixar's new movie called Soul uh, called Soul Fantastic." Okay, yeah, it's it's a movie I don't quite know how to feel about because it, it's I, I it was made I think with certain desires, right? Because what was the marketing for the movie? It's the first ever Pixar film to feature an African-American cast, which I always found odd because most Pixar films, it doesn't worry or concern itself with race or anything like that. Um, and so I was like, ah, that's kind of a weird way to market the film. And so I, I just kind of always had that, like, ah, I don't know quite how to feel about it. But the music and the concept was very interesting to me. So I'm open to watching it. I mean, I do have, I do have Verizon, so I do have Disney Plus uh, for free. And so I definitely will be checking that out. Bonima says, I totally forgot Wonder Woman comes out on Friday, and I honestly could care less. Dude, I don't blame you at all, man. I really don't. It, it just, and even if, again, even if it's not woke, because I think there's an argument to be made that it might not be, it, it just, I, I feel like the big budget films just don't feel as important anymore. I mean, priorities have changed. I honestly think that the death of movie theaters has really had a huge negative impact on how we perceive movies in general as, as far as like newer releases are concerned. So I'm, I'm much apt, much more apt and much more likely to want to watch older classic films than, or films that I love and films that I've been fans of than newer big budget films. I just feel so artificial at this point. Uh, Daniel Thorne says when Pedro goes back to his clan, no one can make him put on his mask because of the Trump card he has, which says he rules Mandalore. That's a fair point. Any chance that Grand Admiral Thrawn cloned Luke the same way he cloned a TIE pilot in the Thrawn trilogy? Ooh, actually, Daniel Thorne. That is a great question, and I and that can start our discussion of The Mandalorian. I already gave my full review, so I won't go into too much more detail than that. Just to say that I, I honestly think that one of the things that got lost in my review of The Mandalorian is how much I appreciate, especially in that last episode, the stunt work. I really do think that despite my hatred, because it's still there, for the terrible CGI that they used for Luke, I I honestly think that that was some of the best stunt work that we've seen this season. Uh, the fight sequences were fantastic. Kudos to that stunt team for doing excellent, excellent work. That being said, I still stand by it. Apparently, there's been a news report coming out, so I obviously want to be honest and upfront. A news report has come out that apparently Favreau has confirmed that Mark Hamill was on the set of The Mandalorian as they filmed the shots of Luke, and that, therefore, it was the aging technology. I don't believe that. I'm going to be straight up. I do not buy that for a second, and here's why. Go ahead and look back to movies like Ant-Man. Keep in mind, Ant-Man now is what, five years old? And the sequel to Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. In both of those movies, they use actual de-aging, where it's the actor on screen, they use both makeup and visual effects to make the person look younger. 
And in Ant-Man, it's it's downright flawless. It's not perfect, but it really does look fantastic. It's like, wow, they've literally given life to this actor in a way I never thought possible. But it's not a CGI face. It's not CGI eyes. Because you can keep the eyes when you do this when you do this type of of technology. If it's actual, true, authentic de-aging, the eyes will still be of the actor. There's no reason to digitize the eyes. And yet, what do we see in this episode of The Mandalorian? A completely artificial, dead eye, dead soul portrayal of Luke Skywalker, which is why I don't buy for a second that it's de-aging. I still, I, I said this early on, 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 on Twitter, I was like, I actually would need to see a picture of Mark Hamill in the suit wearing any of the sensors that he needs to to actually buy into them saying that it's de-aging. Because it's not. The fact that within a week, the internet community with far less money was able to do a deep fake version of that scene and it looked as well, if not better, than what they did with their millions upon millions of dollars per episode and all of the technology, all of the proprietary technology for this kind of stuff at their disposal, I don't buy it for a second. And of course, though, I had people saying, oh, well, Odin said this, and so I'm going to tag him on Twitter and call him out. It's like, okay, I don't care if Favreau said it. I'm not blind. I'm not blind. I know what the technology looks like. As I said, I gave you reference points. If you want to find technical reference points, go ahead to the very beginning of Ant-Man back in 2015. Again, I believe it was 2015 when that film came out. So five years ago, they had this tech. It's only gotten better and cheaper since that time. That is not what we got in The Mandalorian. And as I said, it still has ruined that moment for me. It's okay if it hasn't ruined it for you. I don't want to take your joy away from it. I don't judge you for it at all. However, I can't get over it because I'm a stickler for CGI. And when I know that they have the tech to do a better job and when someone with a computer like mine can do it in a week as well or better with deepfake technology, I call bull. I call baloney on that and anyone that says it. Anyway. (sighs) that's my talk on the Mandalorian. (laughs) But getting back to what you said, Daniel Thorne, about would they potentially, because obviously Thrawn as a character was teased. My guess is, though, based on where things are going, it would not surprise me if Thrawn is not going to be in the Mandalorian right away, but it's instead going to be the main villain in the Ahsoka series. I think that that, since Ahsoka was the one that mentioned him, since obviously Thrawn and Ahsoka have history when you go back to things like Clone Wars, Rebels, and all that, you know, from the animated universe, I think that that is going to essentially lead to him being the main villain. And it would be really cool if they're able to play around with the clone technology, because yeah, the Thrawn trilogy, if you've never read it, it's fantastic. Get the audiobooks, Mark Thompson does the voices, all of them are perfect. Me and Laura talked about it the other day on the Chosen stream. Seriously, it's it's fantastic stuff. It makes you feel it, it's Star Wars. It feels like Star Wars because it is Star Wars. And yeah, it would be really cool to see them play around with clone technology like they do in that series for sure. Good point. Uh, Daniel Thorne also says, I thoroughly enjoyed the Claudia Gray book as well. It really is great. Uh, Daniel Thorne then says, where is Santa Odin's costume? Yeah, I couldn't find... The beardaments. I have beardaments that Laura has gotten me. And during the move, I've moved now twice since I first got them. I, I don't know where to place them. 
Um, so I'm sure there's somewhere, and I'll probably find it by next year. But as you all know, I'm I'm just I fall behind on chats, on life in general. Uh, and Daniel Thorne then says, "I'm surprised. Promising young woman might end up being a better movie than Wonder Woman '84. Promising young woman. I've heard of this. I don't know what it is though. Anyway." Thank you all, DLive community, for being awesome. All right, jumping back, back, back now over to my YouTube fam. How y'all, how y'all doing, YouTube fam? It's seven ten in the chat. It's seven thirty nine. I am thirty minutes behind. Wow, thirty minutes behind. Uh, we got seventy eight people watching. Please smash that like button. All right, Hardwick says, I think the shows The Mandalorian, Rangers of the New Republic, The Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka will eventually have a big Avenger style team up in which they all fight Thrawn together. I could see that potentially happening, Hardwick. However, I don't think it's going to be an Avenger-style team-up. I think, instead, it's going to be more of a Crisis on Infinite Earths type steel, uh, type uh, team-up, where the shows intertwine with each other. That, I think, would be more likely. Though, to be honest, I think it would be a mistake for them to do that so soon. It's already enough that they're putting out all of these different series and kind of seeing what sticks. And obviously, they've had a lot of success with The Mandalorian, uh, I'm I'm personally excited for the book of Boba Fett. I, I like the two actors involved a lot. I like their characters a lot as well, especially uh, the the character of Fennec Chan. I, I think that she's a really cool bounty hunter, a bounty hunter, bounty hunter character. And I am excited for Ahsoka. I think that Ahsoka could be good. Now, Dave Filoni is the main person behind it, and will be the main writer behind it. And I don't like so far a lot of his live action work, but we'll see. Uh, since that is kind of his. Mo uh, with the creation of Ahsoka Tano, um, it'll be interesting to see how he how he plays that up and how he makes that work. Um, but no, it'll be more Crisis on Infinite Earths, where it's every show has their own dedicated episode, more so than in Avengers. Maybe that's exactly what you meant, but I just mean they're not going to have an, a movie version. I don't think, at the very least, maybe more of like a de- the was it the Defenders where they had a uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones etc. meet up. Uh, let's see, Rosie G12, what's going on, Rosie? Uh, she says, hail chat, can only pop in for a minute. Oh, no, Rosie. Well, I hope you're doing okay. And obviously, you might be gone at this point, seeing that I'm 30 minutes behind. Let's see, Peter Han, what's going on? Glad to see you in the chat. Keck44, glad to see you in the chat as well. Um, Soul Assassin, how's it going? Let's see, uh, Titan, what's going on? Good, sir. Glad to see you in the chat as well. Got a news alert here. Okay, nothing, nothing crazy important. Orange Eye Reviews, how's it going? Good, sir. Hope you're doing well. Christopher Hernandez, how's it going? Glad to see you in the chat as well. Joseph Nash, glad to see you here. Uh, let's see, Nathan Slay tagged and says, If that shark movie starring Tommy Wiseau sounds bad, you should hear about Santa Jaws on Amazon Prime. No, thank you. Oh, no, thank you. I've heard about both. And they both look terrible. Uh, remember that if you have a comment, you have to type this phrase, Odin Question. Do not tag my channel. I will not see it. If you type Odin Question, though, it'll highlight orange, and then it'll let me know you're trying to get my attention. It's It's been that way for, for I think, a, over a year now. So everyone who's here should know the rules by now. And yet so many forget. All right, let's see. Let's see here. Rosie G12 says, Season 8 of Game of Thrones is a travesty. I agree. Hardwick says, Hans Zimmer's Wonder Woman 84 score is out now. I listened to it, and it's one of the better scores he's done recently. Parts of it are extremely derivative of his backdraft score, though. I've actually never seen backdrafts. I wouldn't be I wouldn't recognize that. But yeah, I mean, he's even a bad score from Mahan Zimmer is still gonna be a good score in comparison to others, so. 
Uh, let's see, Rosie G12. At this point, we're going to need to put priest holes in our houses. Yeah, seriously, seriously, especially depending on what state you're in. I'm kind of concerned, to be totally honest. I don't know what's going to happen January 6th. Because either things are going to go normal and votes are going to happen and a president-elect will be chosen, or we could potentially see... I mean, we're going to see protests already, but I'm, I'm afraid of there being any type of violence because I, I don't like it at all and uh, it scares me. It really does. Let's see. Hamilton Burger Titan says, the question of the constitutionality of banning restricting churches is unclear, but as for a higher court, Justin Trudeau considers himself God and his rule of divine right of king. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I already know that that dude is full of himself and, and crazy and yeah, I'm sad to hear that y'all don't have the same rights enshrined that we do because we have a right uh, to assemble in our country. We have a right to celebrate our religion, right? We have religious freedom in this country. And it, it's always interesting to hear other countries, even close ones like Canada, where we just always assume that we're similar and yet we're so different. And I think it's times like this when you realize just how different we are because in other countries, to them, when they hear about government lockdowns, they say, oh yeah, this is totally normal. And it's, oh yeah, it's... It's totally fine. Culturally, they accept it. In America, though, we don't have that. In America, we have rights, including the right to assemble, uh, which would, by extension, include the right to work, essentially. You know, to, to pay our bills and to work our jobs and own our businesses, run our businesses the way that we want for the most part, you know, with, with as, as little interference as possible, except when it makes sense. And I think that it's interesting always to hear about what other countries go through. Uh, Hamiltonberger says, I am joking slightly about Justin Trudeau, but he is woke, do as I say type, who doesn't follow any of his own rules. Justin Trudeau sucks. Yeah, I mean, he seems very much similar to what we have currently in our own country, where our politicians also do the same thing, right? You have the governor of California, who's actually likely going to be recalled. They have until March to get 1.5, I believe it is, million signatures, of which they've already gotten around 840,000. A lot. And it's very likely that they're going to get more in the future. And then, of course, you also have people like Gav Governor Andrew Cuomo in New York, who is a complete ass, completely full of himself. And honestly, the thing I'm looking forward to most, other than these unlawful shutdowns ending, are the lawsuits against these governors. And I'm hoping and praying. I mean, obviously, I don't have as much hope, especially after the Supreme Court has kind of punted a lot of cases I'm hoping that someone sues these guys and says, nope, you broke the law, you restricted our rights, you broke the Constitution, and therefore you should be punished. Because that, to me, would be the best retribution, is if they are maybe forced to step down from their office, or fined heavily, or something like that, because it's ridiculous. Uh, POC, Preserve of Culture, uh, Vampire Hunter D1 and 2 are the animes I sent you links to by email there on YouTube. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Gordon uh, Hawkins, what's going on? Glad to see you here. Jeremy Swiggs tagged and says, watching TV with the wife, but I wanted you. I wanted to say you complete me. Oh, well, thank you, Jeremy Swiggs. I very much appreciate it. Enjoy time with the wife. Let's see. Uh, Tina says, so not a Thomas More or John Fisher amongst this lot then. Context church leaders not speaking out. No, there are not, sadly. And it's crazy when you think about it. Think about what was going on during the time of Thomas More. Think about the risk that Thomas More and John Fisher took. And then think about today, where 
they're not being threatened in most of these countries with being killed or even being arrested necessarily, but being fined may be the worst thing. Now, obviously, most of these, unfortunately, a lot of these bishops and higher-ups, part of the hierarchy of the church, have unfortunately fallen prey to lust of money, lust of the flesh, and have forgotten their vocations, have forgotten what it was that they were called to be and called to do in the first place. But it is also something where I think that it's times like this where the faithful are the ones that need to sadly be the ones to step up. It's sad when the sheep need to be the leaders when the shepherds won't be. But there are times when it needs to happen, like right now, because if we don't have any leaders, if we don't have anyone standing up, that's when things can get very, very scary. Joseph Nash, tagged at 718, says, Please, sir, if you would say, say if you would say to Gary in the next Friday Night Tights, and that's Uncle Gary, he's a moving kind of slow at the junction from the Petticoat Junction, and do your old man voice. I will not remember that by Friday. I'm just going to be perfectly honest, Joseph Nash. <laughs> and also, I don't being I don't like being commanded to do things. Uh, I'm not a messenger, as they say. That's the one thing. If there's one thing that gets me, and this is not, by the way, Joseph Nash, you did not do this. You were you were being funny, and I appreciate it. But there have been others that have been like literally on Friday night tights or via email have said, hey, can you send a message to so-and-so? And it's like, no, don't take my ability to hang out in the chat and chill and have fun as a way for you to get past the emails that have been sent and everything else. Uh, but you didn't do that. I just want to be clear, Joseph. I appreciate it. Hardwick says, the real reason the Mandalorian wears a helmet all the time is because the last time he went out with one, he got his head crushed by the mountain. <laughs> Nathan Slay tagged. The Dark Knight is a modern day classic and Memento is a modern day classic. I would agree with those for sure. Jake Eddie Buck says the Feast of the Epiphany, January 6th. Good boy. I don't know why I said that. Pat S says members only Sori can submit one to five movies, 1920 to 1990 titles. Ah, to Odin at GMX.com. A voting list will be sent to all participating members. The final list will be sent via email to voters. Well, there you go. So any films, if you're a member on the channel, so again, if you're a member on the channel, meaning you have a green name, you can submit to Pat S. So again, this is not to me. This is to Pat S. He's running the show. Uh, one to five movies uh, from the time span of 1920 to 1990. Classic movies that I've never seen before. Obviously, you can ask me, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen that? And then a list will be compiled, sent to me, and then I'll have to choose a number of those films, and I have to review those films in 2021. I think it's a good I think it's a good plan. All right, let's see. Griffin Turbo has it going. Uh Laura says your Christmas present is coming from Etsy and is running late. No! Laura, no. I hope we didn't buy the same thing from Etsy. <laughs> Cuz I I mentioned earlier that I'd I'd gotten him for Christmas an Etsy thing too. I wonder if we got him the same thing. <laughs> oh, it could be. And then Pat S. says, if anyone has any questions or suggestions to odinlist at gmx.com, email it to that address. All right. Because, again, Pat S. is running the show. I am not running that. All right. Blake St. Clair says, going by most of Pedro's work in Game of Thrones and Mando, it seems like all of his best moments are his stunt doubles rather than his acting performances. Being a bit play- big player in your own show can't help. Or a bit player in your own show can't help. Yeah, yeah. I think that the writing has hurt him on that. 
But as I said, he can act. Uh, again, I, I've seen his ability, and I know that he can. Harwick says, have you seen it happened one night? I have not seen that. Uh, Jonathan Spencer, how's it going? Glad to see you in the chat. Uh, Rosie G12 is a member, says, Merry Christmas, Odin moderators in all chat. Have to run. Sorry, Dad, I have to leave. Well, I hope you have a Merry Christmas, Rosie G12, if you're listening back or watching back on this one. I uh, hope you're doing incredibly well, and I hope that you have a Merry, Merry Christmas. Pat S. then says, Good point. St. Patrick's Day is huge in New Orleans. It really is huge. Uh, it's obviously, there's a lot of Irish culture in New Orleans, and so it makes a lot of sense. Uh, 70B, how's it going? 70B, glad to see you here. Glad to see you in the chat. Uh, Sherry Allen, how is it going? Glad to see you in the chat as well. Um, let's see. Michael Skewiff, what's going on, Michael Skewiff? Glad to see you back. Tina says, no, Odin, Hercules in New York starred, okay, it's a movie title, that makes more sense. It starred Arnold Schwarzenegger as Herc, who got sent to New York, but his English sucked, so they dubbed him over. Dear Lord, that sounds terrible. <laughs> and then Alex added on that it was his first movie. Okay, gotcha. Nathan Slade tagging says, Did you know Frank Sinatra was going to play John McClane in Die Hard? It might as well be Die Hard the Musical then. Wait, what? I need someone to fact check that. I don't believe that for a second. That's crazy. Uh, Michael Skewith, thank you. I got it. I got it. Make sure whenever there's a question or something I don't know, if someone in the chat answers it, do not then also answer it. <laughs> I only need one person one person answering a question. Uh, Orange Hat Tatty says, Odin, as a person who second favorite Star Wars novel is Revenge of the Sith, I give you this advice. Finish it. Oh, trust me. I, I plan to. I definitely plan to. <laughs> Yes, I saw I saw someone put mention this. Audiobooks are great not only for those that multitask, more for people who have ADD like me. It's a lot easier to pick up on it when it's being read. Laura says Master and Apprentice aka Master and Angsty Apprentice. That is a fact. <laughs> he is salty. Obi-Wan is so salty in the novel. I love it. Uh, Hardwick, in the original version of Hercules in New York, a voice actor dubbed over Arnold Schwarzenegger, the version most commonly available now has Arnold's voice added back in. So I'm assuming that then it's the original voice and not a redubbed version. Hamilton Berger, you left McG off of your list of great modern directors. Where's the unsubscribe button? Oh, I'm sorry I left off McG. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. Joseph Nash tagged and says, it's good to be live with you, good sir. Joseph Nash, thank you for being here, good sir. Uh, Nathan Slay, has a movie ever made you happy cry? Um, Probably. I, I tend to remember more so the movies that make me sad cry. I cannot think off the top of my head of movies that made me happy cry, though. Uh, let's see. Laura says, when I was 18, Return of the Jedi played forever at a theater that only charged $1. I have no idea how many times I saw it in the theater. Well, that's definitely a great motivation to watch it when it's available and it's easy to see and it's cheap. That sounds great. I wish we could return to those days. Those were the days. <laughs> All right. The chat has jumped on me like it always does. Luckily, it looks like no comments were skipped. It got close, but no comments were skipped. 
Um, all right, let me go ahead and jump over to my DLive fam now. Phonemo says, Blasphemy, Big Shark by Tamu Izo looks insane and great. I guess it depends on how you define great. <laughs> uh, let's see. Daniel Thorne says, Did you notice we get fact-checked when we mention abortion ish- tissue and vaccines, but the Pope didn't get fact-checked when he approved of it? Yeah, it is quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't... All this modern-day fact-checking is just stupid. It really is. Most of the quote-unquote fact checks that are done are politically biased and politically motivated. And it's all about how you frame it. That's why it's it's similar to the mindset of anyone saying NPR is a nonprofit organization that is unbiased. Please. Please. I still have no idea why we give any of our taxpayer dollars to NPR or other services like it personally. It makes no sense to me. By the way, Mr. Roy, with no message... He is a chosen of Valhalla, and he just dropped $20 donation via Streamlabs. Thank you, Mr. Roy. I appreciate it, man. Please tag me in the chat if you need need to say anything. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Have a merry, merry Christmas. All right, back to the YouTube chat. Hardwick says, Hercules in New York is one of those so bad it's good movies. It features Hercules winding up in modern New York and getting a nerdy sidekick with a New York accent played by Arnold Stang. I don't know Arnold Stang. Uh, Nathan Slay at 7.30 says, I hope you, your wife, and baby have a Merry Christmas despite all the chaos that's happened. We will. I mean, just us being together and having this new little family unit as it is, is a blessing. And and that's why, like, I'll always remember the craziness of 2020, but it'll always, no matter what bad memories come up from this year, it will always be the year that my son was born. And that is an amazing thing. And I think that that is something that can get me past a lot of the nonsense. Uh, Orange Hat says... Uh, Odin, can you please send some prayers for drunk 3PO's grandmother and drunk himself? They can really use some prayers. Yeah, I think I had seen and, and heard about that uh, on, on social media and in and various chats. And obviously, my, my prayers are always with drunk because he's just a good dude. And he's incredibly humble. And I don't think he gets enough credit. And whenever you do give him credit, he he just he shakes it off and everything. Uh, but he really is a really good dude. And it's one of the reasons why I don't, I don't – I'm not a patron on Patreon to a lot of people. But – I have been for drunk for a long time and it's because I really do believe in the work that he's doing. I mean, the, the, I feel so to be honest, I feel worse for people like him during this crazy time of pandemic because it's that much harder for him and others who go out of their way to help out these kids in these foreign countries that really need the help in these third world countries, especially. And it it stops them from being able to do so or makes it a lot more difficult. So uh, I definitely, um, I, I definitely want to be, uh, supportive of that for sure alrighty let us see who else is here Pat S says Pat S's top 5 Star Wars movies his number 5 is Revenge of the Sith 4 is Return of the Jedi 3 is Rogue One 2 is A New Hope 1 is Empire Strikes Back well you did get 1 and 2 correct so congratulations I don't like Rogue One Pat S take out the Vader scene and tell me what is good about the film my issue with it is that most people remember the Vader scene. And it's a badass scene, don't get me wrong. But it was clearly tacked in at the last minute to try and have a memorable moment. Because nothing else is memorable about that movie. Let's see. Nathan Slay tagged at 734 and says, You are right. Big budget movies do feel artificial. The MCU movies feel boring. Especially the upcoming ones. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's why I have no interest really in the MCU. 
Stephanie B says Hollywood does not deserve a billion dollar bailout. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't follow my second channel, I have a second, I have a second channel, by the way, it's called the OMB report where I talk exclusively about news and politics. So if you like those kind of discussions, go check it out. The OMB report. I think there should be a link for that channel in the description of the video. And there's been a lot of stuff going on. One of which of course was this massive $2.5 trillion bailout essentially. Um, with $90 billion dedicated to COVID relief. But of course, our Congress being Congress just smashed a bunch of crazy bills, including piracy law, by the way, into one insanely large bill that no one actually read. In fact, the House voted to suspend their rules, which require them to have 72 hours so that they can read the bill. They suspended that rule so that they could pass it by before the midnight deadline all so that they could fund themselves and fund their friends. It is ridiculous. Oh, and what do the American people get out of it? $600 check, which is going to be incredibly beneficial. Not, by the way, I'm being sarcastic. If you couldn't pick that up, it's going to be incredibly beneficial to those small businesses that have been forced to close for days and weeks and months on end because of these authoritative lockdowns that are unconstitutional. Hmm. Anyway, if you want more content like that, check out the OMB report. By the way, I have now started, as of today, putting all of my episodes out as a podcast over there. And so there will be ranging from about 10 to 30 minutes, depending on the topic. And I should have at least a couple out per day. So if you want to follow me over there, I've posted that link onto my second Twitter, which is the at, at, at the OMB report. Or at OMB report. I forget if it's there's the the there or not. Uh, but yeah. That's also on Anchor, and that is now also being put out to, I think last time I checked, it's on Pod, it's on Pocket Cast, Spotify, and another location. And it should be on iTunes within the next week or so. It's fun. It's exciting. It's new stuff. All right. JKDBuck76 says, Thrawn cloned Luke. The clone was called Luke. Seriously. <laughs> I know. I know. I remember. I actually like that. I, I thought it was fun. Uh, let's see, Slice of Neons, looking forward to Soul a lot more than Onward. After that, Raya and the Last Dragon is, is the only project Disney itself has me hopeful for. Yeah, I, I, I don't have much hope for them for them personally. And Onward, yeah, Onward, I, I mentioned this in my review of the film. It has a great ending, but everything else leading up to it is not good. So it's like a bad ending does not make up for the entire rest of the film that I had to, <laughs> I had to suffer myself through. Because the ending is really good. Michael Skew with Tang says, U.S. Marshal starring Time Lee Jones is a sequel to The Fugitive. And I never knew until the other week. I, I've never seen, actually, I've never seen The Fugitive. So I wouldn't have known that anyway. Just another red shirt. Welcome to the chat. Glad to see you here. Uh, Buck 76 who's a member, says, I'm glad Luke Skywalker didn't get humiliated. Ryan Johnson needs to be thrown into the almighty Sarlacc as well. Probably. Probably. All right. JKDBuck76, what is Thrawn's last name? Pen? Thrawn Pen? <laughs> I, I I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. 70 be tagged at 740. Hi there. I, I, I idle when you'll see this. I, but I may be gone. No, don't leave, Stephanie B. Don't you leave me. How dare you? That's okay, Stephanie B. Thanks for stopping by anyway. Alrighty, let's see. Fire Knight 013 at 743. Tagna says, You should watch Backdraft, but then I'm biased. Of course, Ladder 49 is a better movie. I've not seen either, so I couldn't say. 
Hardwick says, Fennec came down the stairs and killed multiple characters. Then Boba came down after her and killed Bib Fortuna. Seems odd to have Boba following rather than leading and only getting one kill. It isn't as bad as you think, Hardwick. Because think about leaders in general. Typically, they sit back while everyone else does the dirty work for them, which is why who sits on the throne at the end? Boba Fett. So that actually does not bother me at all because that is totally consistent with what most leaders and most, uh, I wouldn't even really, I don't really know if he's going to be a villain in this series or not, but most strong, you know, strong types have others do their dirty work for them. So he got not just one kill, it's also the value of the kill, right? Uh, Fennec killed all of the completely useless characters. It was Boba who killed Bib Fortuna. And I understand, Bib Fortuna was a fat guy with <laughs> schlong around his neck. I get that. And not very menacing. But he was also the leader. He was the new Java, essentially. And so, it doesn't matter if it's only one. It's who that one was. And it doesn't matter if someone else does more of the killing. Because that is consistent with what oftentimes happens. So, that that's actually very consistent. That's not odd at all. Joseph Nash says, I don't think there will be violence. Uh, he tagged me. I um, I don't think the protesters going to Washington to protest the Electoral College will be violent, but that doesn't mean that there will not be violence because all you need is one antifacel out there and boom, you have violence. Michael Skewiff tagged and says, Patrick Hen- Henningsen reckons America may be split into two over the election and said that Florida already wants to break away. I don't know about Florida. I do know Texas, there is at least a couple of people in Texas who are representatives of Texas who have talked about openly uh, secession in some form or another. It's not going to happen. You need to have a huge portion of the population that would want it. And let's just be honest here. Most people are not comfortable with that prospect because it's very dirty it's very, um, very complicated as well. And so I don't think it's easy to say it. It's a lot harder to actually bring it to fruition. That all being said, I do think there is a chance that within the next five years or so, we are even closer to that very prospect. We already are seeing it on a much smaller scale. There's apparently a town in either Washington or Oregon. Uh, Tim Pool had mentioned this previously on one of his shows. And they've already called themselves a lockdown-free zone, and they are openly violating the state's regulations. But then again, they've got a sheriff and deputies who are willing to not enforce those laws, which, of course, is them respecting the Constitution. Uh, 70B, I, I have to agree with you here for sure. She says, no bailout for overseas. Yeah, seriously. When you take into account the amount of money spent on American citizens in that giant spending bill and how much money in, in like, and how much money was spent instead on foreign countries, specifically $10 million going to Pakistan for gender studies. I wish I was making that up, but I'm not. Joseph Nash tag says, yes, Cuomo is horrid. He really is terrible. Aiden Vickery, what's going on, Aiden? It's been so long. Dude, I'm so glad to see you. He's a member on the channel. Aiden says, I think Disney missed a trick with Mando end. After Mando says, are you Jedi? It should cut to Luke who smiles and then the end credits before he answers, leading to two years free internet speculation. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that that didn't happen. 
Nathan Slay. Are you familiar with the movie Truth or Dare? The movie where everyone does their best impression of Willem Dafoe. I've heard of it, and that's a great comparison. <laughs> Animation commentator tagged and says, To the Mandalorian who started it all, I have bid Jeremy Bullock a fond farewell. Boba Fett is a Mandalorian, no matter what Dave Filoni and Disney say. Yeah, uh, rest in peace, Jeremy Bullock. Uh, Bullock, uh, for those that don't know, he was the actor uh, behind the mask in Boba Fett, uh, uh, the original Boba Fett in the original trilogy, and he recently passed away. So yeah, absolutely rest in peace. There's a really cool photo that was going around and, and making the rounds. And it was all three Bobas. So it was the little kid who played Boba back in the prequels, all grown up. It was obviously, I forget his name right now, but the guy who's currently playing Boba Fett, who was obviously Jango Fett in the uh, prequels. And then uh, Jeremy Bullock as well, who was the original. It was a really cool photo. Uh, JGDBuck76 at uh, 748, who's a member, says, The love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah, pride, for sure, absolutely. See, Hardwick says, there's already a deep fake fix for CGI Luke. I already mentioned this, Hardwick. Hardwick, pay attention, dude. Come on. Don't don't repeat things I've already said. Get out of here. He says, but it isn't good enough because the facial movements are badly off. Even the CGI Tarkin moved well enough that a deep fake completely fixed it. Luke's, are, Luke's is worse. It, it, again, doesn't matter. Uh, when it comes to Luke and the Mandalorian, it doesn't look good. Does not look good. Uh, Harwick then says, Luke's voice sounded fake. It had some bad digital distortion. It sounded like either a bad AI audio deep fake or some sort of auto-tuned DH Mark Hamill's voice. I-, I mentioned that in my review. I don't think, I at that time, I did not think it was his voice. I thought it was someone else pretending to be his voice. Uh, POC, Preserver of Culture, tagged and says, have you ever seen Ricky Ho, the, Rick- the story of Ricky? It is the best a- Hong Kong, I think is that is that what HK means? Hong Kong action movie ever made. I've never seen it. Never heard of it. Tina B at 752. Tad says, well, of course, Odin's never seen it happen one night. The movie that swept the top five Oscars and kept that record until the Silence of the Lambs. Looking at you, Odin. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. That's why Pat S. came up with the great idea of making me a list. <laughs> making a list. Checking it twice. Jakeadbuck76. He's a member. Derpulees in New York was awful. Damn. Damn, son calling it out all right chat has jumped on me like it always does and luckily no comments have been skipped let's jump over to d for a second uh let's see phonemo tana says wait there are other scenes in rogue one besides the vader scene exactly phonemo exactly wait a minute there's there's something else worth talking about in rogue one i will say this much I do like the two side characters. Uh, one, actually three. I love K2SO. That is the only thing really to look forward to with the Cassian Andor series is the fact that Alan Tudyk will be doing the K2SO voice. But then you also have the two other characters, uh, the two other Asian characters were also very, very entertaining. So it was a lot of fun in that capacity. Uh, let's see some more followers over on DLive. Let's see Inventive Harvest. Thank you for the diamond donation. Simply a test. Well, thank you for that test diamond donation. I appreciate it. Phonemo Titus says that was Mark's voice talking. Uh, that was Mark's voice talking when Luke talked. That sounded nothing like him. That's the thing. That's why I don't think it was him. That's why, as I said, the fact that they've come out and said he was on set, that was him. I don't buy it. 
that I, I, I'm not going to go on the tangent again. Reverse and rewind the episode if you want to hear my rant on that, because it's it's not. There's just no way. See, Hardwick at 74 is a member. He says, did you notice that the Mandalorian finale featured Fennec and Bo-Katan walking up to several stormtroopers? They could have instantly shot, fighting them hand-to-hand, then finally shooting them. Again, I didn't really pick up on that necessarily because typically when it comes to action scenes, if you break enough, if you break down most action sequences in fantasy stories especially, you'll be able to find holes in it. So I don't tend to pay that close attention. 77, the horde from who knows where. <laughs> What's going on, dude? At 77, he tagged and says, I love when fact checkers, fact checkers, turn their attentions to the Babylon Bee. Me too. What, you, you didn't pick up that it's a satire? Uh, Mr. Roy, thank you again for that donation. He says, Merry Christmas, Owen. Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Roy. Once again, I am very sorry that we couldn't get you on the chosen stream yesterday. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and I hope you don't have to work for Christmas. Hope you get to some time off for Christmas. Let us see. Nathan Slay tagged and says, would you agree that Jeff Bol- Jeff Goldblum is great in Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I love Jeff Goldblum. I think he's hilarious. And I, as I've mentioned in previous streams, I personally am a fan of Thor Ragnarok. I get why people aren't, but I am the Phantom Menace. What's going on, dude? What's going on, bro? He says, hail Odin, hail to you. Thanks for tagging. Cobra Viper 999, welcome to the party, pal. Polyboy XD. <laughs> God. Welcome to the channel. Uh, ZK Man 801 says, every politician who voted yes for the bill should be recalled from their position in office. K Man, I'm totally on board with you. I'm actually lucky because one of my senators voted against it. Marsha Blackburn, she's one of my uh, one of the Tennessee senators. She voted against it, so she's safe right now. I want to say she may have also voted no to the NDAA. That's another big problem. Uh, the NDA, the National Defense Authorization Act, that is a huge issue because essentially what the bill does, not just as it continued to fund military, that's what people will try and use it as a defense, saying, "Well, we got to defend our military, we got to fund them," and then they'll leave out the fact that within this NDAA, which Trump has not signed and might still veto and I hope he does. I want Trump to veto that bill. I want veto I want him to veto the stimulus package and then force their hand and say, "Now you got to vote again and you got to vote to overthrow the veto because they have that kind of majority in both houses when it comes to these two bills." But the reason why the NDA is problematic is because essentially it continues to allow the president to send troops wherever for whatever reason. But if we're going to bring troops back, Congress has to approve Anyway, I could go on. That's for another That's for another channel. That's for my other channel. Rob D. I really liked Rogue One because the Battle of Scarif did right what the Battle of Endor did wrong. We actually got to see the regular rebel soldiers fight. Yeah, I mean, again, that's a fair point. I'm not saying that there's nothing good there, but it is definitely something that is interesting. Um, by the way, some breaking news from the Daily Wire. Trump shreds coronavirus stimulus bill, and it says here, demands Congress give significantly larger checks. So it sounds like... He actually is positioning himself to veto this bill. Good on you. And I would, I would say at this point, you got nothing to lose, dude. Because there's a good chance you're not, you won't be in the Oval Office much longer. I say start parting people. Party, pardon Julian Assange. Pardon Edward Snowden. Like, just go down the list. Give mass pardons. And, yeah, block every single one of these bills. And force them to have to pass it. 
and overthrow the veto. Really make it stick, stick it to him and, and use that bully pulpit. Use that uh, thing that you use again, the recognition and the, and the, um, the ability that you have to reach the millions and millions of Americans to say, here is what your representatives and senators voted for. Literally call it out and say, this is in the bill. Did you know that? This is in the bill. Did you know that? Call your representative. Because I guarantee you, you probably will see some voters in the Senate and House change their votes that second time when they realize, oh, we might lose our job. <laughs> by the way, I've already put my own representative on notice and told him, by the way, bro, by the way, bro, just saw you voted for the NDAA. That was already bad enough. Now you voted for this massive bill. Yeah, I'm not voting for you in two years. Uh, let us see. Da, 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 da. 70B says 300,000 for gender studies in Pakistan. It was like, it was about 10 million, 10 million 70B. Hardwick says the stimulus bill includes a law making it so president has to go through Congress before instituting the insurrection act and anti-meme laws. I'm not joking. Well, here's the thing. It's not an anti-meme law, but it is a piracy law, which could be interpreted. And this is where it comes down to. It could be interpreted to include things like memes, um, but it's not specifically an anti-meme law. It's a piracy law. But the question then is, why is a piracy law, one, in a COVID relief bill, which technically it's not, but then even if you expand it to the full package, it means that it's in a, it's, it's in a uh, government funding bill, an omnibus spending bill, meaning it's all about what the government's going to spend its money on in the next several years, and uh, rather the next year. Why in the hell is there a piracy bill in there? Again, that is what these people do. They take these giant bills, they throw in something that they will use as their shield, in this case, COVID relief, saying, well, we had to save the people. We had to save them. They had, they needed that $600. They needed it. And then they'll throw in these stupid laws and these stupid bills. Hamilton Burger says, 10 to 30 minute podcast. Who are you, John Favreau? I see what you did there. Hamilton Burger. How dare you? How dare you? Pat asks, Rogue One reminds me of those great fictional World War II movies uh, that already does in Saving Private Ryan, where a group of people put it all on the line to complete a mission, fight for something bigger, and then themselves. See, that would be good, except there's just not any great characters. It's just not. Nathan Slay, would you watch a Darth Vader Star Wars spinoff movie where Darth Vader kills people and says one-liners about the kills? No. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Uh, Nate Seven Jedi, welcome to the chat. Let's see. Seventy B says, "I'm still here. I'm still here, Guapo." Kara Tharp, what's going on? Hey, I don't blame it all. Uh, I plan to tune into the Tim Cast later. I don't know who his guest is tonight, though. Uh, let's see. Pat S says, "I'm also ready for Rogue Two, where Manny Boffins gives his life to uh, deliver the plans of the second Death Star." Oh, Lord. Let's not. Jake D. Buck, uh, 76, 2020. We lost Jeremy Bullock and David Prowse. You're right about that. Lord, man. It's been a rough year in general. Uh, it really has been. All right. Chat has jumped on me like it always does. We are getting close to the end. Uh, not quite ready to be members-only comments, but we're getting close. We're getting close. Let's see. Let us see. Uh, Soul Assassin tagged at 809. After a craptastic year, it's really cool to see everybody cheer for the few minutes of Luke Skywalker. He's our only hope. As I said, I'm happy that people were happy. I, I just, I, I can't get past that terrible CGI. It really was that bad. All right, jumping over to DLive. Uh, Camden Heist, thank you for the five ice cream donations. I, I very much appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Daniel Thorne's excited. 
Always excited to hear me sing. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. All right, let's see. Orange Hat says, Digital Luke did a nod that I, for a small second, thought his head was just fall- was going to fall off. I agree it wasn't good at all, but the voice was indeed de-aged. Would love to know how they would how they do that. Here's the thing. I, I don't want to know because they didn't do it well. It doesn't sound good. It didn't look good. It didn't sound good. It basically seems to me like they kind of threw this in at the last minute. That's what it looks like. I'm just I'm basing this solely off of the visual effects. It looks to me as if they half-assed it. And you only would half-ass something like that if you didn't have it fully planned and fully fledged out. Uh, Jake D. Buck says, 2020 sucks. Grandpa died in August. Grandma is on her deathbed. She'll be gone in a day or two. I'm very sorry to hear that, Jake D. Buck. Um, I hope that your family's okay. Uh, the only thing I can really say is just know that uh, whether you're religious or not, uh, death is the gate to the next uh, to the next journey of life. And if you're not religious, then I would say look to the incredible line from Peter Pan in the movie Hook. Death is an awfully big adventure. Aiden Vickery, who's a member, been taking time out to help a parent recover from unexpected hernia op. op. Just started vacation from work so I can sit up later. We'll be around more often over the next week's parent doing well. Okay, well, I'm very, very, very happy to hear that Aiden Vickery, thank you for the update, and I'm glad to hear that everyone is doing well. Uh, let's see, POC says, don't know if this will make it, but Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and the fam. Thanks for the entertainment on here and on Friday Night Tights. Best wishes. Well, POC, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate your support, and a Merry Christmas to you as well. Michael Skew, we have Tad, it says, Mark Hamill was in the credits at the end of the Mandalorian finale, so if he did not did not if he did not do the voice, what did he do in regards to that scene? So here's the thing, Michael Skew, one, they paid him a handsome sum to essentially own the rights to his face. So therefore, if they use his face, then technically they have to credit him. So that's one thing. Two, they've claimed that it was him that was in that final scene and that they de-aged him. I call BS on that. I think that's a lie. If you want to know more of my thoughts about why, early in the episode, I talk about that. All right. Hardwick says, there is a Darth Vader comic in which rebels tell Vader to surrender because he's surrounded. And he replies, all I'm surrounded by is fear and dead men. That's pretty badass. That's not really a one-liner to me. That's just a badass comment. Now, if he did that all the time, it could get old. Rob D. Tadden says, my favorite line from Rogue One is, make 10 men feel like 100. Said by Cassian Andor before landing on Scarif. It's not memorable, though, because it's not a meme. Yeah. And again, I, I don't remember much from that movie because there's not a whole lot of memorable things in it. Nathan Slay tagged and says, The only good part of Rogue One is the third act. It's boring otherwise. The only good part of Rogue One is the Vader scene, <laughs> which I don't think was even originally planned. Uh, JKD uh, Buck says, Darn straight Orange 45 needs to veto the COVID-19 relief bill. Screw the Republic cowards and dummycrats. Yeah, and this is something that I've, I make very clear on my second channel. I'm an independent. I, I'm motivated by my Catholic faith. And I make that uh, very, very clear that that is my bias, but I can't stand either party. And the reason why specifically for Republicans is because they cannot stop spending. And it's ridiculous. Phantom Menace says, Trump is going to veto. Good for him. This stimulus package is horse crap. I agree. I totally agree. Tina says, I will not support McConnell on this. And he's my senior senator, Turtle. He is a turtle. Well, the Democrats, not the same time. 
Esh Singh, what's going on? Half-stimulus bill is one of the most effed up things I've ever seen. Probably no amount of protesting will change anything. At the top, everyone is in everyone's pockets. Esh, that's a great point. It really is. And that's why the only thing that we can really do is hold our representatives to the fire and say, if you do this, you will lose my vote and I will actively support anyone that goes against you in a primary or even potentially on the general election or just not vote in that race and say, all right, you're just not going to get as many votes if you honestly can't in good conscience vote for the alternative in that case. But they need to know this. And I think this goes across the board, whether they're Democrat or Republican, these legislative members need to start learning that there are consequences for their votes. And notice how on Twitter, everyone's pissed. Everyone's saying we need to, you know, fire all of Congress, right? Guess what, everybody? There is a way you can do that, and it's called Election Day. The problem is, is that people only have this fire for a day, a week, a month, and then they forget. And then every time the election comes around again, the same talking points get brought up, the same fighting happens, and people forget this nonsense. Stay angry. Don't forget. The horde from who knows where says, pardon Russ Ulbricht. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot more about Russ Ulbricht. Uh, and it sounds like, especially since other platforms have had similar things on their platforms and not gotten any, uh, you know, punishments. Yeah. Um, if you're going to pardon people for sure. Uh, Ash Singh's part two of his comment, sorry, it wasn't half, part two of his comment says, a politician will do anything if you throw money at them. I, yeah, it, again, that's why it's better for us, I think, to have a a, a steady supply and stream of, of turnover than not. Tina B says, if there's a piracy law in the bill, it's to protect their perverted friends in Hollywood, and I hope people double down on the pirating. No, 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 so um, it's actually, Tina, the way it's worded is that, not to say that it doesn't do that, because one of the problems with the piracy law is that it turns it into a felony, meaning your first offense is five years in prison. Yeah, that got passed. That got passed by an overwhelming majority of both Democrats and Republicans. It's insane. No one read the damn bill. It was over 5,000 pages and they had hours to read it. It's insane. It really, really is. But the other part of the, the wording of the law, Tina, the reason why I said it's not exactly true is because it does also make it easier for smaller independent creators to be able to essentially speed up their processes when they're claiming copyright. However, it also turns it into a felony, which is ridiculous. Uh, Bryant Barr says, did you skip one of mine? Nope. Uh, you must not have tagged me correctly because I've read all the ones that have had me tagged correctly. Because, again, if it doesn't pop up orange, I can't read it. And either it's because you didn't have it or it was misspelled. If it's misspelled, it does not pop up orange. Uh, M Attack Shark, what's going on? Glad to see you in the chats. Uh, JKD Buck says, Spendulous bill, fudge him. Yeah, seriously. 70B says, $600 is my yearly vet bill. Yeah. it's it's And here's the big thing. When you talk about especially the people who run these small businesses, that's nothing. That is nothing. The only way to help them would be to give them the ability to reopen their jobs. Imagine if Congress passed a law stating that governors do not have the right to shut down small businesses. That would do more for anyone else than what they're doing right now. All right, we are indeed getting close to time. So now it is members-only comments. So if I skip any of your comments, 
it means that you're not a member and it's only just a way to try and uh, make sure that I get to everyone. Uh, so Hardwick, who's a member, says President Trump just now pardoned 15 people, including George Papadopoulos. No Julian Assange, though. Interesting. OK, I've not heard about that. I'll have to see his list officially. And here's the thing. If Trump ends up pardoning all of his friends and family and doesn't pardon someone like an, like an Assange or anyone like that, that will have me very much pissed off because that'll show very clearly where he stands on that. Uh, Tax Shark, M Tax Shark, thank you for the $2 super chat, man. I appreciate it. I'm assuming that's a super sticker because I don't see a message attached, but I'll check that out when I get to it in the chat. Um, let these 13th warrior who's a member, lots of 800,000 appropriations for obscure undersecretaries. Yep. I noticed that too. Didn't they also give themselves a raise? It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Pat S says, did anyone get my bad Manny Boffins joke? I didn't Pat S. I don't think I picked up on that. <laughs> Orange Eye Reviews of the member says, Odin, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, review finding Forrester in 2021 and hope baby Thor and Freya and all of you have a blessed holiday. Orange Hat, thank you very much, man. I do appreciate it. And yes, that is on my list of things to watch. I swear. Thank you again for sending that my way, man. Thursday the Warriors says, Merry Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, everybody. J.K.D. Buck, uh, who's a member of politics, Polly is Latin for many, and ticks are bloodsuckers. <laughs> Thursday the Warrior, uh, classic rock stations need to stop playing the Who's Won't Get Fooled Again. I love the Who, but the American voters allow themselves to be fooled over and over again. <laughs> That's great. Orange Chat says a politician will do anything if money is thrown at them. Someone give me a penny to throw at Nancy to retire. Wouldn't that be amazing? I want, I want to, you know what I want? I would love for someone like a, um, I'm trying to think about more conservative or independent billionaires. I guess you could look at, um, I'm blanking out on his name. Um, and it doesn't matter. But anyway, I would love to see a billionaire say, I will give you $500 million to retire just to see what they would do. Because if they say no, it tells you, damn, they're getting more than $500 million through whatever deals that they've made. Pale Rider, what's going on? Glad to see you here. Uh, let's see. Uh, MTARC, uh, Attack Shark had a thumbs up button. Well, thank you for the thumbs up, man. I appreciate it. All right. Members only. Members, members only. Yeah. JKD Buck says, pardon Assange and Snowden. Yeah, I agree. And I know some people have not liked when I've said things like that. But at the end of the day, I look to what they've done. And I personally just don't really see any harm or damage that they've done to anyone. Like, people claim that they endangered uh, American lives. But when I ask for a list of names of people that they've that that their actions led to, like, specific deaths or harm, no one can really come up with any. In which case I say, so why is it that we're not going to do that? All right. That is all of the members' comments. So let's see. Over on DLive, I think I'm caught up. Yes, indeed. You guys, seriously, are awesome. And Pat S. does have a final reminder. Any member, again, if you're on YouTube, any member uh, can submit as many of five as five movies, 1920 to 1990, uh, titles to odinsgmx.com. If you have any questions, please email me, not Odin. Thanks. Yeah, so email Pat S. His email is odinlist at gmx.com. And again, it's for members only, and it's recommendations on classic films that you want me to see in 2021. Uh, Captain Dean Heiss says, the only thing I agree with AOC about is that the old guard in Congress should step aside for the younger folks. Here's the thing about AOC. She at one point said that the bill was ridiculous because they didn't have time to read it. She then voted for it. 
The only two Democrats that voted against this bill in the House, in fact, in all of, because none of the Democrats in the Senate voted against it, the only two Democrats in the House that voted against it was Tulsi Gabbard, who's really not a Democrat at this point. Based on her party and based on her own ideology, she is clearly an independent at this point. But Tulsi Gabbard and Rashida Tlaib, who's a member of the squad, I believe those were the only two Democrats. Maybe there was more, but I think there was only two. It was a very, very small number, but it's ridiculous. Harwick says, do the emails about movie recommendations have to be a particular title? Um, well, yeah. I mean, you have to have the title of the movie, man. K-Man says, Tulsi should have been the president nomination. It's the K-Man, dude, yeah. Uh, I, I My issue with Tulsi is that she's not pro-life. Uh, she's more pro-life than other Democrats, but that is obviously my, my primary issue and concern when it comes to uh, voting records. But other than that, she is very, very close to uh, very, very close to what I personally believe. I don't know about the title, Hardwick. That is a question for Pat S. Because I'm not handling it. Uh, and then <laughs> Daniel Thorne made a good comment. Term limits. Yes, indeed. So you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. And as a bit of a Christmas gift, I actually have four movies to give away. Surprise! Four movies to give away on YouTube. I got two copies of Blade Runner 2049 on Blu-ray and two copies of Sicario. These are my favorite films, both of which are from my favorite director, Denis Villeneuve. So we're going to do a quick giveaway really, really, really quickly. And again, YouTube only, YouTube only. New number two, uh, Merry Merry Christmas to you. All right, so let me go ahead and get the giveaway up and running. Uh, And so, boom, it is now open and therefore, if you know how to uh, enter in, boom, here is the here is the instructions for you. Again, if you want to enter in, follow the instructions on your screen. The people who have been here for a very long time know how these giveaways work. It is an international giveaway. Again, it is also only on YouTube. Because I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. It's the only way that we can make it. But again, also keep in mind that it is uh, 800 cookies per ticket. If you put in for more than you in, for more than what you actually have, you won't get anything. So again, it's 800 cookies per ticket. Uh, so far, I only have Aiden Vickery for 10 tickets. So again, every ticket is 800 cookies. If you put in for more, you will not get anything. There will be four winners. Four winners. And again, I've got two copies of Blade Runner 2049 on Blu-ray and two copies of Sicario. Both are films directed by my favorite modern-day director, Denis Villeneuve. I saw these on sale and was like, I got to pick these up for a giveaway, and I got to do it as a Christmas giveaway. All right, I got Aiden Vickery for 10, the new number two for 25 tickets, Orange Chat for one, ZK Man for 11, Hardwick for five, Pat S for five, General Wingster for one, and JKD Buck for one. I got Keck 44 for two. And again, if you put in a number that is more than what you have, it will not register. I see some people trying to enter in for 150. I don't think you have enough points. Again, Take that number and multiply it by 800. Because <laughs> every ticket is 800 points. And if there is a technical error and issue, I cannot fix it. 
unfortunately. <laughs> All right, I got POC in for two. All right, we're going to get about less than a minute left on this one, so make sure you enter in. 800 points is too damn high. Well, well, these movies are, are, are precious and priceless. These are fantastic films. These are on my... These are... Again, Sicario is, in my opinion, one of the greatest films made in the last 10 years. It really is that good. And Blade Runner 2049 is, is, a, is a masterpiece. It's a visual masterpiece. So, anyway. Yeah, some people aren't following the instructions. That's okay. Dion, I got you for 20. There you go. That is a number that, that you can get. 13th Warrior, I got you in for 12. Uh, POC for 2. I know, Jay Kitty. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, sadly, I cannot transfer the cookies. I cannot transfer the cookies. It's the only way I can make it as fair as I possibly can. When are we getting... <laughs> Soul Assassin says, when are we getting checks for 600 cookies? <laughs> what do you think I am? Congress? What am I? Congress to you? Get out of here. All right, we are going to be ending the giveaway in three, two, and one. And it is closed. It's closed. It's closed. No one else can enter in at this point. So let me go ahead and get rid of that text. That way no one else tries to enter in. Uh, again, if there were technical issues, there's nothing much more I can do. However, Cobra Viper, I got you in at the last minute. And Gloin, I got you in at the last minute as well. All right, so four winners on y y YouTube. And as you win, claim your prize. First off, let me know that you've claimed it. Uh, don't give it away and make me spend more time trying to figure out who's actually won. So again, claim your prize if you win. And then let me know which movie you want. So first winner, obviously, gets dibs. And again, two copies of Sicario, two copies of Blade Runner 2049, four unique winners. So our first winner is the new number two. New number two, claim your prize. Claim your prize, new number two. Claim your prize. Let's see, new number two. I claim, and which one do you want? Which film do you want, new number two? Which film do you want? Zap Brannigan, thank you for the ten... Uh, I always forget you... Uh, I don't remember... Anyway, he, thank you for the super chat. He says, saw Sicario twice in the cinema and about five or six times since. I love it. Zap Brannigan, it is, again, one of the best films of the last ten years. I freaking love it. He wants Sicario. It is yours. All right. One Sicario is off the table. All right. The second winner. Congratulations again, new number two. As usual, email me, odinsmovieblog at gmail.com, just like Tina just posted, and uh, get me your, uh, confirm rather, your shipping address. All right. The next winner is Thirsteenth Warrior. Thirsteenth Warrior, claim your prize. Thirsteenth Warrior, claim your prize. Claim your prize, Thirsteenth. Claim your prize. And Zap Brannigan, once again, thank you for that super chat. It really does mean a lot. Yeah, I remember, I think I saw it twice in theaters, and it was fantastic, and I've seen it once or twice, and it's a film I want to watch again. Uh, it's it's a film that I think the more and more I watch it, the, the better that it is. Blade Runner, boom, you got it, good sir. You got it. 
Again, another Denis Villeneuve film. Congratulations, 13th Warrior. Same thing. Email me, odinsmeblog.com, just like Tina has tagged you in, and I will get you set up. All right, and the next winner. So we got one copy of Sicario and one copy of Blade Runner 2049 left. The next winner is Hardwick. Bentho, Hardwick, claim your prize. Hardwick, claim your prize. Claim your prize, good sir. Claim your prize. Sicario, same thing. Contact me, confirm your shipping address. It'll be sent to you. All right, that means that the last winner will win Blade Runner 2049 by default. So the last winner of the Christmas giveaway of a great film in Blade Runner 2049 is Gloinda Hobbit. Gloinda Hobbit, claim your prize. Gloinda Hobbit, claim your prize. Do you claim Blade Runner 2049? It is the only choice left, good sir. It is the only, only one left. Boom, he claims. Same thing. Email me confirming your email address. And I will... You know what? What I got? I keep going. All right. So, unfortunately, these codes only will work in the United States. Um, so, if you win, I'll, I'll pick some more names. Because I've got a code for Back to the Future Trilogy. I've got a code for Love and Monsters. And I've got a code for Tenet. Uh, so, i got three digital codes to give away. And so, hopefully, the winners that I choose over here are in the United States. And can get the codes. Um, so let's see. Boom. Uh, Preserver of Culture. If you're still here, uh, I've got, again, I've got a digital code for Tenet, Love and Monsters, and the Back to the Future trilogy. So if you're in the United States, let me know if you claim uh, that that one of, those, uh, one of those codes. POC. If not, I can choose someone else. Yeah, Love and Monsters is a new 4K that I was sent. I'm going to do a review for it on the channel. Yeah, digital codes. They're typically Movies Anywhere codes and all that good stuff. Not in the United States. Okay, thank you for letting me know, Preserved Culture. Again, I wish these codes were international, but I remember I gave these codes away a long time. I gave codes to other films away a long time ago, and we found out very quickly that they only work in the United States, so that's why I have to have to put it out there. Uh, Dion. Dion, are you still here? I know that Dion's in the United States. Dion, do you want a digital code for Back to the Future Trilogy, Love and Monsters, or Tenet? POC, you're awesome, man. Boom. All right, Dion does want one. Which one do you want? And I'll send you, uh, email me, and then I'll send you the image of the code. Which one do you want? I'm assuming it'll be either Tenet or Back to the Future Trilogy. <laughs> I'm assuming that's the case. I don't know if a VPN could fix that, JKD Buck. I think someone tried that, and it still didn't work. But I'm not sure, because I think you still have to have it... You still have to be in the country to access it after the fact. Um, so, Dion, which one do you want, man? I want to make sure that I can uh, get this down. So, Dion, I got you written down. I'll go ahead and pick also the next winner as well. Uh, that way we can get this thing moving along because I do need to head out. Uh, so Pat S, congratulations, you're another winner. So Pat S, which one do you want? If Dion, all right, Dion wants Back to the Future, so that one's off the table. 
See, Pat S, are you in the United States and can you claim the prize? Let's see, Pat S. I've got Tenet and Love and Monsters. I've got Tenet and Love and Monsters. Okay, I'll 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 take that as uh, waiting for him, but uh, I'll go ahead and pick another winner as we are waiting as well. Uh, let's see, uh, Aiden Vickery. I'm pretty sure Aiden Vickery is not here in the states. Uh, I don't. Pat S. Why would you say Rogue One? I didn't even I didn't even mention Rogue One. All right, I'll put you down for Tenant. I'll put you down for Tenant then. <laughs> so same thing. Email me and then I'll send you a copy of it. Yeah, Aiden. I, I was pretty sure that you were in the UK, man. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I wish these were international codes. Uh, ooh, here we go. It's the K man. Zakay man, I know you don't have this film, so I'm gonna put you down for it anyway. Uh, but you get Love and Monsters. The the CGI actually didn't look terrible for it, so um, it's a film that I was just sent from either Paramount or Universal. So I'm gonna put you down for Love and Monsters, K man. <laughs> All right, so if you won any of those, no problem at all, K-Man. Thank you for being a member and also a chosen of Valhalla as well. So that is it for the giveaway. Thank you, everyone, for sticking around. Seriously, it's been so much fun. I hope every person on here has a very, very merry and blessed Christmas. I hope that you're able to spend time with your family as much as you possibly can. Love your, if you are able to, make sure that you hold and love and hug and kiss your loved ones because there are so many people in this country, so many people in our world that do not have the ability, that do not have the capacity to do that right now. So please make sure, spend as much time with them as you can, hold them as much as you can, and also live out your, uh, live out the love for your family in, in union with and for those people that can't spend that time, especially the elderly who are being told that their families cannot visit them. Lord knows that those people sometimes are so isolated and so alone. They need that time. They need those interactions. And it's worth the risk for them and worth the, worth the risk to them to possibly get a virus. And unfortunately, their their choice is being taken away from them. So please, uh, obviously, uh, live out the life that you best possibly can. Hope that you all have a Merry Christmas. I plan to be watching my Christmas classic, which I always have to watch. And that is It's a Wonderful Life. And my other go-to one, which is an odd one, which is serendipity. So please enjoy all of the awesome Christmas movies out there. Enjoy your time with each other and your family. Never, of course, forget the reason for the season, and that is, of course, the birth of Christ entering into the world, the light dispelling the darkness, and he will indeed and has already dispelled the darkness of our time, and all we need to do is trust in him. So Merry, Merry Christmas to every single person out there. I cannot wait to see y'all maybe on Friday. I don't know if I'll be on Friday night tonight since it's Christmas, but I might not. Father, of course, coming at the very end, as he always does, but I will definitely see all of you next week. No Saturday stream. Next week, uh, the 28th, I believe. It'll be before New Year's. We'll have one more show prior to New Year's, and we will, of course, have a lot of fun. Father, just got home from a penance service. Thank you so very much, Father, for everything that you do. Uh, And again, thank you so very much. uh, Because without you and without other priests and bishops doing the good work, being the actual shepherds and not the and not the wolves in sheep's clothing that unfortunately has pervaded our world and pervaded our church. Uh, You are the ones going out to forgive those sins and to celebrate those sacraments that we so desperately need in this world. Angry Mango, you came in and I'm still here, dude. I'm still here. He says, Mele Kalimaka, Haloi Makahaki, Howie, Mahalo, Nui Loa, Aloha Po. I probably butchered that completely, but hey, 
Surf's up, bro. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful day, wonderful weekend, wonderful weekend, a wonderful, happy, blessed, merry Christmas. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And as always, I hope you all have, I almost forgot to do something. Shout out to my Army of Asgard, Keep of the Bifrost people, Ali C83, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K., Orange Hat Reviews, Adam Avery, The Bosco 2000, Twirly Wolf, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. Boom, got it in. You are all amazing, beautiful people. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. A very merry, blessed Christmas. God bless you all. And I guess there's no other way to end it. God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my December Patreon and subscribe star members, starting off with Patreon, Albertus Magnus, Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Brian P., Dion, Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Mela, Hail to You Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, The Hunky Chunky Funky Monkey, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jay, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Kenneth Camiel, Laura Story, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mike Jackson, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Outpost Dyer, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Miss Martin Muses, also known as Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojand, Tina B, and the Modern Major General, Laura Story. Gotta give you that shout out for that one time that you were doubled up. Thank you very much for being my Patreon members. And now a huge shout out to all of my December Subscribe Star members we have over there with Stand4, Perpetual Punster, Robert Revo, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, Darkstar57, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., US888209 Fast, Dean Heiss, J Rod the Beer Guru, Nevadon G Adams, and ZK Man. Thank you all so much for being my Patreon and Subscribestar members. If you want your name shouted out at the end of every video and live stream on the main channel, please consider joining over on those platforms. You can also get access to things like exclusive giveaways of 4Ks, Blu-rays. If you want a DVD, I guess you could also get a DVD as well. Uh, Digital codes. And, of course, you get to possibly join me on the channel once a month for the Chosen of Valhalla live stream and access to an exclusive podcast featuring John the Flick Pick Flickinger, where we have a lot of fun talking about movies and tons of other random things. Anyway, if you want to support these things, check out the links in the description of this video. And also, please consider joining my other channel, The OMB Report, where I talk about not just movies like I do over here, but I focus more so on politics, news, and culture in that order. You guys are all amazing. Thank you for your love and support. Have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless.